Hey everyone, welcome to the Acrobatic Arts Podcast. I'm Loren, and I will be interviewing some of the top leaders and innovators from the dance and acrobatic industry. If you are a teacher, performer, student, or a lifelong learner like myself, you are sure to find these episodes intriguing and full of inspiration. Acrobatic Arts is passionate about providing current and relevant information for everyone. So please, sit back and enjoy as we share our passion with you and the world. For today's episode, we have the founder of Acrobatic Arts, Mandy Yip, talking with certified acro teacher, Kelly Peterson. Kelly, like so many of us, found herself teaching online during the first lockdown. Let's listen to their conversation. Everyone, Kelly, I just want to ask you a few questions about you, and then we'll get into uh, your story a little bit. So, can you tell us again where you're from and what the name of your studio is, and how you got involved with acrobatic arts in the first place? Um, my name is Kelly Peterson. I live in Clarion, Pennsylvania. That's where the studio is located. Also, uh, the owner of the studio is Amanda Gallagher. She is acrobatic arts certified as well. Uh, she does not teach the program. She took the took it just for her own knowledge. Um, I teach nine acro classes throughout the week. We have about um, 150 to 175 students in total. And I also am the owner of Guidance Experience, which is a dance competition, um, the only YPAD dance competition actually in the world right now. We hope more will join us. Um, that's, that's my story and that's where I'm from. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I just want to say that about guidance, the guidance experience competition is something if you don't know about it yet, definitely look it up, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now. And as a, as a member of YPAD and one of the um, people who's on AP, I, I really appreciate that you took the time to go through that process and make sure that all of the people in your organization are vetted. That's awesome. That's another story for another day. <laughs> um, today, uh, I want you to tell me a little bit about how you got involved with acrobatic arts. How did you get started with us? So the studio was already certified and last January I went to Mississippi to get my certification since I was taking over the program here at the studio. Uh, I do have two roles here. I am also the uh, office manager, so I take care of all of that end and then now I teach all the acro. Um, I have honestly looked at the app for the last three years. We had it we purchased it here so the old acro teacher had it and also the manual so i secretly have been studying it before i was actually certified which helped greatly um took my certification in mississippi i do not have the back handspring and aerial certification which i'm hoping for but i know that's not going to be possible until uh, we go live um which is fine i can i can wait but there's been like so many great things this summer that has been provided by acrobatic arts that so I've already gained some knowledge on that. Um, so that's how our studio has been certified. I recently got certified and just the app, the app is the best amazing thing that I own, I swear. <laughs> that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about what your studio life looked like six months ago. What happened when, you know, March or whenever it's, when it sort of started for you guys, what did that look like? Did you guys have to shut down? Tell us a little bit about that. So I want to say it was March 17th. I actually just got back from Boston. We had a guiding experience event that weekend and we were nervous that we weren't going to have that, um, 
have that competition at all. That's when things started to come up, but nothing had officially closed yet. Um, I came back the next weekend at the studio was actually picture weekend. We had our photographer fly in from Miami on that Friday. That Friday at four o'clock, our governor announced that everything is shut down. Um, so here's our photographer on a plane. Uh, I called the Department of Health. I said, this is what we're doing this weekend. Is this permitted? Um, we continued with picture weekend if you wanted to. Um, he flew back and that was the end of it. We didn't have class Monday um, because I'm so familiar with Zoom and all of this stuff. I actually started to prep um, for online classes that week before it happened. The owner of the studio, she's like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> just, just do it. So we had, um, when there was picture weekend, I actually had test runs with parents via Zoom to teach them how to log on um, because of Misty Lown and all of her knowledge and calls that she was doing. I created um, our own resource page. All of our links were on there. You know, I used Dropbox also to like upload links and stuff too so that everyone had their own links to classes uh, because I'm very on the safety end of the so safety side of things. Like we already did the, all those links with you know, the passwords and, you know, nobody could get in until the teacher let them in, uh, which was great because I don't know, I feel like a lot of people were like, wait, now we have to change things on Zoom where we didn't have to take those extra precautions they were taken from the beginning. Um, so everything went Zoom. Our studio runs until May, the beginning of May. We actually are one that our recitals usually Mother's Day weekend. Um, so we lucked out on that end of it. We didn't have months of classes to finish. Right. Uh, we continued through um, April. Um, and the very the week that we shut down, we actually changed. We had a spring break week and we changed it. We took that week off when we shut down and then came back um, the next week. And then we went through that spring break. So luckily okay. we had that advantage to take that week off and just switch that out. And then we actually shut our studio down two weeks early. Um, okay. Zoom was okay, but we live in a very uh, rural area and a lot of our kids don't even have internet. Um, myself, if you call me at my house, it's hit or miss of whether you're actually gonna be able to hear me. Um, the owner doesn't even, like there's not even internet, like there's no internet provider wow. that would go to her house. She actually just got, um, Usenet, I think a month ago. So oh, she, so, I, yeah, we actually had to come to the studio as staff to do these classes because our internet wasn't good enough. Um, so we shut down two weeks early. It was exhausting for us, um, to continue to try to do this. And we decided we were going to take those two weeks and add them in August, hoping that things cleared up. So shut it down. We did that. And then the owner and I actually continued with online classes. I did uh, stretching and strength and she did anything from hip hop to ballet to, you know, that type of thing. Um, and we did it for free. We put it out on, we put it out on Facebook. I actually had, um, you know, a local studio, Butler, um, Center for the Performing Arts, their kids jumped on to my calls. Um, so it was great. It was a great community feeling that you could take these free classes. 
um, and your kids could because some studios weren't doing anything. They weren't open. They weren't doing Zoom. They weren't doing anything. So it was, you know, simple stretching and strength building, but it was still something to keep them active. So we did that through May and somewhere in between there, I decided I was going to do this four week acro program online. Um, it was really just yeah. me. Okay, I'm going to do this. Let's see how it works. And I said to Ajo, the owner, what do you think? She goes, you can try it. So I said I was only going to take 10 to 12 kids. Um, the biggest thing was parent involvement. I wanted a parent present whenever we did these Zoom classes. Um, even though we weren't doing tricks or new tricks or expecting kids to do things that they weren't able to, I still felt more comfortable with a, a parent involved. Um, right. So the four-week program, I also required that they purchase the Acrobatic Arts app for their level. So and I you're talking about uh, the My Acro app version, right? Not the teacher Correct. one? Correct. Yes. So they had to download the My Acro app um, on an iPad or phone. I recommended if they could do it on an iPad, that would be better. Just it's bigger to be able to see. Um, and we did a half-hour assessment. Even though I knew the kids, I still wanted to assess them per the app. Um, okay. After that half hour assessment, I let the teacher or, or the parents know which uh, level to purchase. And then we went from there. We only did half hour Zoom calls for those four weeks. Um, they were required. I, I'm not sure if people are familiar with Band. Are you familiar with Band, the Band app? Yeah. Okay, so we use the Band app a lot. So I created a Band app just for this program. Um, and they were required, they had homework, they had required to send me um, videos of them doing their splits, them doing strengthening, you know, strength, them doing uh, tabletops so that I could see, are your ankles together? Are your knees together? Are your hands facing your toes? Um, is your head in line? So they had to send that and then I would give them feedback throughout the week. And then whenever their half hour private was the next week, we would work on that, correct that, see if the corrections were made. Uh, we right. focused uh, during that four week program, we mostly focused on balancing if there was area uh, to do so. And some tr tricks, if they if I knew that they could do them um, 100 percent, at least 10 times in a row. And right. but mostly it was stretching and strength building. Right. OK, well, that, that was a lot. So. So when you started out at the beginning of this whole thing, you guys were just running things for free and it was just sort of available for everyone, which is awesome. Uh, but free doesn't pay the bills. And so I guess somewhere in there, you decided that there was a way for you to actually uh, make money as well while you were doing this. And, and these private lessons, if I'm understanding correctly, um, the 10 students that you took on, they, they paid for those private lessons. Is that right? They did. I actually was only going to take 10 students and that okay. ended up being about 19. Wow. Because I thought that it was going to be like, oh, okay. Like we didn't know, you know, parents, some parents were out of jobs. Um, some parents were just, you know, like hesitant about doing things on Zoom. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know in my brain, I was like 10 kids because that's a lot to do on Zoom. Yeah. And yeah, it ended up being 19. And I actually think I told one or two no, that like we would catch you on the next round. So it was right. 19. I charged, I think around $100 um, because I was doing one half hour private a week with them via Zoom. And then the rest was 
videos and kind of like homework assignments through band. Okay, so each student got a half an hour a week with you and they mm -hmm. had six sessions, is that right? Um, four. Four sessions. Yes. So four, four half hour private lessons with you and then you also uh, sent out homework and other things throughout the week and I'm assuming that that homework and stuff that you had to curate you were able to use that for multiple students uh, as long as it was within the same level. Yes, right? so uh, after I, I assessed them, I had them all organized by, okay, these are my level twos, these are the people who purchased level four. Yeah, so that was that was my 19, 19 kids. And we typically do not have a source of income in the month of May, with the exception of the recital, which is a huge source of income. Yes, that's right. So that's $1,900 that I guess you wouldn't have had otherwise, right? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to show people what the um, MyAcro app looks like in case people aren't aware. So this is a an app that the kids can download. They download the app for free from the App Store, but then um, they have to purchase the level that they, that they want to use. So I guess what you're saying, Kelly, is that after you did your initial assessment with them, then you told them which level they needed to purchase Correct. and then they would purchase that level. And when you go into this app, uh, just for the teachers who aren't aware, it'll have all of the skills that are in that particular level, but you can't access any other level unless you pay for it. So, um, so the students would only have access to the level that they, you know, actually need. Uh, and then just like the regular app, they can download the videos, they can watch them, they can, you know, read about the focus, and they can also compare their own self with the, um, with the video to make sure that they're doing everything correctly. So, so that is a really great tool, especially with the Zoom sort of thing that was happening with you. Yeah, the tool honestly is a lifesaver. Um, probably, I told you Mandy before the call, that's probably, it's like my Bible. Um, yeah. I, I take it into the classroom, even now, even the advanced class. You know, last night we did, uh, I had the advanced kids for an hour and a half and I looked at um, different uh, variations and that's what we worked on last night um, things that they already knew there was no touching going on um, and it was you know it was kind of fun they had fun with it right right okay so let's go back to so, so now we're in like June I'm guessing and yep. you've done your first four-week session and tell me a little bit about the punch card uh, did that come after the yes. four-week session okay tell me about so, that we did that the, was, it seemed like a really brilliant idea we did the four weeks and everybody wanted more and people who didn't sign up like we're like can we do this now um in may our county opened up like the restaurants were allowed to open up um so in that's when we were allowed to actually have people in here i want to say the limit was 25 or 10 at that time um so i started the six week thing and it was buy five get one free i again did not charge i know there's lots of people who are way more you know advanced with me in teaching and everything i charged 150 dollars for uh six it's six hours is what it comes to with it being summer i also said it didn't have to be six weeks in a row uh people still vacationed here a lot um you know but they might have went camping even it's not like you know they flew to florida or anything there's a lot of camping around here so i didn't want to make it feel like okay if you miss a week you don't get to make that up so right. it kind of was like drug out throughout the summer but i wanted it all really done 
by the end of July, if possible. Um, again, my goal was 20 people because I was like, okay, my goal was 10 last time. My goal is going to be 20. I ended up, I believe, with 34. Wow. Um, I did not promise in person, even though we were open at that time. Uh, the studio still, we didn't, um, we did two, two day camps and they were successful, but it wasn't necessarily comfortable. Um, just with people in and out of the studio. So we did those two camps and that was it. That was the only summer camp that we did was those two besides this acro program. Uh, so we just stuck with the acro program, sold, I believe 34, um, at $150. I, that's, to be honest, that's probably as much, if not more than what we would have made off of our regular summer camps. Really? Um, and it was just me here along with the student. Uh, do you want me to tell them how I set up my studio? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. So, so I didn't promise, um, I didn't promise that it would be in person because you, we just didn't know what would happen. It would, we go backwards. So it was again, and if you wanted to do zoom, you could do zoom. I left that option open. Uh, I actually had, do you know what butcher paper is? Like, yeah. okay. So I laid white butcher paper down in three studios and then a mat, um, probably about three mats connected together. And there was a chair in there along with sanitizing. We also told the kids that they needed to purchase their own uh, yoga blocks because we used them a lot since it was a lot of stretching and strength and things like that. So they were required to bring their own yoga blocks. Uh, parents were allowed to come into the studio, but only if they stayed in the private. Uh, this was for the studio's sake to benefit from, you know, a parent just walking around, using the restroom, you know, sitting on the couches. We didn't want to have to sanitize the entire building after every, you know, I have 35 one hour privates a week going on right now. So yeah. to sanitize the entire downstairs isn't, you know, isn't a possibility. And we have a huge lobby. So there's, there's a lot of places you can be. Uh, so it was either drop your child off or stay in wear your mask, sit in the chair. Um, so the kids took their uh, shoes off on the white paper and then they stepped directly onto the mat. Therefore, my floor wasn't being, you know, utilized, nothing like that. And the parent could watch if they wanted and I have no problem. I actually enjoy the parents watching so that they know what's going on and how the kids are. Um, and for the most part, I, I think I only had one student that continued on Zoom and the rest were all in person. Um, throughout this process, there was some times that the children were like, but I'm not learning anything new and I'm not learning anything exciting. Um, I just, you know, talked to Mandy about this again. This is where the app honestly saved me. This six weeks made me grow so much as a teacher. I had, uh, I'm going to use the owner's daughter. Uh, she's five and she could do a really nice cartwheel. And then one day I, saw that she was like, okay, this is getting repetitive. Like I'm stretching, I'm doing strength, I'm doing cartwheels, I'm doing forward rolls, all things that she knew she could do perfectly. So I said, okay, let's, I go to the app and see variations of cartwheels. I was like, this child can do a cartwheel from the knee. So I show her the video of it on the app and she 
does the cartwheel from the knees. She's super excited. She goes home. She is doing cartwheels from the knees for weeks and super excited about it. So that made me realize that's what I need to do with these children. If you have a back walkover, so the children that had back walkovers, we did switch like back walkovers. We did back walkovers to arabesque. We did back walkovers to kneeling. We did yogi walkovers. We did, you know, different front walkovers. So all I did was took what they already knew how to do safely and got them excited because we did a different variation of it. A really easy way to find them. I find this is a is also a great thing when I'm teaching um, and the kids get sort of bored. Uh, doing variations really can spice up your class and, and, and make them feel like they're learning something new even though you're really still working on foundations. So if, when you're in the app, if you go to the syllabus and then where it says search by name, if you just type in cartwheel and press go, it'll bring up everything that has cartwheel in the name. And so there's all kinds of interesting cartwheels that maybe you haven't thought of before that your dancers probably can do. And they wouldn't need a spot to learn how to do a head cartwheel, for example, or a forearm cartwheel. And, and the same thing is true of many, many skills that we teach our kids. So you can do the same thing with walkover. You could type in the name walkover and then just look at all of the different walkovers that the app brings up. There's tons and tons of them. And if they have a great walkover, all of these different variations probably can be accomplished without them having to learn anything new or need a spot. Um, but they'll feel like they're learning something new, right? Is that, was that your experience, Kelly? Yes, they, they loved it. They all thought we learned a new trick and it's really something you already knew how to do. We just did a different variation. Um, also, it's really nice that most of these things can be done on Acro Island. Starting this semester, I did, I've used Acro Island with our little kids and it's, it's amazing how many things, even straddle rolls, like a, you could do two to three straddle rolls um, on an Acro Island. So if you're on Acro Island right now, I feel like there's a lot of, do you feel like there's a lot of people, Mandy, doing Acro Island? I, I, I feel I like am. I've seen a lot of pictures. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm on, we're all on Island. So all my students have their own mats. We are using Pilates mats because we can't even have mats in the studio. Everything had to be removed from the studio completely. So um, the kids each bring their own plotty mat. The plotty mats are just a little bit thicker and they're a little bit bigger, so they work better for acro than just a yoga mat, although a yoga mat would probably work too. And yeah, they're all in their own bo box doing their own stuff and we don't, we aren't able to touch them at all. So um, yeah, variations, little transitions, those are great things to do with them so that they feel like they're learning something new, even though they're still really working on the foundations of that front walkover or that cartwheel. Yes, it. Uh, I think I've watched every everything that you put out this summer, which also is great. Trying to let parents know and try to explain to parents that learning their progressions the correct way um, is hard, but they will see the results. I, throughout this, I have, she was eight when it started, but she is now nine. She couldn't even do a standing back bend. And when, you guys did some kind of a live about how spotting isn't necessary. If we go through the correct progressions, you really don't need to spot uh, very many things, especially with the younger kids. Uh, this child went from not being able to do a standing back bend to now being able to do probably six different variations of a back walkover, um, her 16 count back bend recover, and 
without a spot after she achieved her 16 count back bend recover i said do a front walkover and she looked at me like are you going to come here and touch me and i said no and she did it perfectly the very first time her front walkover is probably about as good as some of our advanced kids and it was just because of progressions the progressions work they take time but they truly work yeah yeah yeah, you, you and I were talking a little earlier, you were telling me that um, one of the challenges that you had when you first implemented acrobatic arts was the parents sort of fighting you guys on that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's a really common experience for lots of our teachers. So my daughter uh, taught here previously. She's also acrobatic arts certified. And that was what we were seeing with her. She she is younger. Um, so I, I feel like because Younger teachers sometimes feel the need to please everyone and which is normal. Um, so she wasn't feeling she was seeing parents or kids maybe not thrilled about having to do so much strength training um, and balancing and they weren't seeing the results immediately. Um, so it was hard for her to not be like, OK, let's just go across the floor and do walkovers or because everyone wants tricks um my class once i took over it and i also have to say that the owner of the studio supports me 150 percent um like this is the way we're doing it and this is the reason why which mandy has provided all of those resources of why we do it the way we do it um so if a parent questions me like i fall back on that and honestly if they're not okay with that then they're probably not right for our program um like we have to follow the safety you can't do back handsprings when you can't even do a back limber um you know like in the same way i have i have kids that can do front walkovers and can't do 16 count back bend recovers um it's honestly one of my biggest pet peeves right now because i have made kids go back even this summer with this six-week course people are doing uh back walkovers their hands are too wide, um, their head's not where it should be, uh, a million things. I could, I could just tear it apart um, and I say to the kid and the parent, okay, we're gonna go backwards. Let's go back to our standing back bend. Why are our feet turning out? Why are we not parallel? Why are we, you know, why are we dropping our foot whenever, you know, we go to go over to kick over? So there's all of these things that I've actually had to work backwards and ask the parents to respect that decision and let them know that if you let me go back five spaces, we will go ahead 10 quicker than what we would doing it the way that we're doing it right now. That's so true. And that and that's it's a difficult sell. It's a difficult sell to say we're going to go backwards, but trust me, when when it's time to go forwards, we're going to run instead of walk. Um, but it is so, so true. And I've seen it a hundred times. So I, you know, I know that the, you know, there's science behind that, that it really does work, but it is difficult to get parents and dancers on board. And so I think you have to sort of, um, you know, keep all of those things in mind. And that's another reason why transitions and little um, variations of skills can make class exciting while we still maintain the integrity of the program by, by working on the foundations that are so important. Um, one of the things that I find as a pet peeve is when somebody comes into the studio who's going to work with my students and they start giving them really big tricks and the kids are getting them really quickly. 
Um, and the, the parents and the students are thinking, well, this teacher, you know, this teacher really knows what she's doing because she's come in and now they've got, you know, tricks that they didn't have last week. But really all the work that went in in the, in the months and the years previous is what made that one day special and, and possible, which is why I don't usually let people come in and do that because it kind of ruins the whole process for me. Uh, but it, it really does happen. And, and so when I have the opportunity to do that and I get to tell the students, just like you did that day, we're gonna do front walkover today and they get it first try. It is such an exciting thing and it, and it gives you credibility again so that you can um, continue with with the program and make sure that you're you know making all those foundations um really strong before you work on the, on the next thing yeah we uh last year we had eight acro classes this year we have nine so i'm gonna say that the program is growing uh, i don't know what the normal is mandy like i don't know how many well i know it's not normal to have a program grow this year <laughs> the, well, the, the norm this year is uh the classes are down around I was just talking to some other industry professionals and it's between 25 and 50% of the students have dropped. So if you're doing better than 25 to 50%, then, and if you're growing, certainly you're, you're outpacing the rest of the industry. Yes. I, our um, competition dancers are required to take ACRO. Uh, it's mm -hmm. mandatory. And we, it's not for tricks. It's for strength and flexibility. Um, yeah. That's, that's sad, you know, like we're not honestly a huge, like no one would consider us an acro studio. Uh, the owner's certified, acro scares her. She, she'll tell you that, like acro scares her. Um, and we don't put a ton of acro stuff in dances, um, competition dances, or, or we do put walkovers. And, you know, we do have a couple kids that are very acro. Um, my niece herself, she has um, an acro dance and of course, there's back tucks and you know what I mean, like all different kinds of things. But that's not our specialty to say, like no one would say, oh, dancer studio is, you know, however, I think I might be changing that a little bit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing is, is I don't choreograph. So that's where the owners don't have to stand back, come back in. Um, yeah. And I, I like not having to choreograph at this point. I like to take that hour because you really do need it. Um, I break the class into five sessions. So you do cardio and then you stretch and then we do balancing and then we do limbering and then we do tumbling. And it's a struggle to get through all that in five, um, in, a, in an hour. Uh, yeah. This year yeah. we increased the advanced class to an hour and a half and I love it. I think that they love it because I'm like, okay, we're done. And they're like, we're done already. Yeah. Yeah, so, and I do use the uh, assessment cards. Like, I have the old school ones, but yeah. every single class has these. Yeah. Uh, it's it's great to for them to be able to see where they're at, what they need to do, and I think it's encouraging them, especially with the splits. Like, oh, there is a whole section that's on stretching, and in order for yeah. me to get a green card, I need to get all these. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I did... Um, Alex, Alexa Flexibility. Yeah, she has an amazing program. If you're struggling with flexibility, that, that is a really good place to go. And because of the pandemic, she's doing everything online right now. So it's made it um, in some ways cost effective for you to get higher education during the pandemic. But then you've also got sort of the downside of not having as much income in most cases. So it's, it's kind of a catch 22 there. But I think if you can swing it, it's a really great time to get certified in some of these other organizations that have awesome programming. 
this has been really enlightening, Kelly. I really appreciate your time. Um, we're excited because with the launch of our new app, the My Acro app and the teacher app are actually going to be together in this new program so that you can um, give your students levels without them having to pay for it on the app store. So that means that the teacher can actually charge the students to use those levels and make a little bit more income on that side of it as well, uh, which I think would work perfectly with the program that you're just talking about. So teachers, if you haven't already checked that out, definitely check it out and, and learn a little bit more about the new app that we are launching here in November. And uh, I just want to say thank you one more time to you, Kelly, for letting us know how you made this all work. It's been really fun chatting with you. Thank you. Without your program, it wouldn't have been possible. <laughs> Thanks. All, all right. Have an awesome day. Bye, thank teachers. Thank you. The pandemic. Restrictions. Lockdown. Do you remember when everything went Zoom? Whether you are teaching in person in a studio, practicing social distancing, or teaching online, I truly wish you all the best in the months and years to come. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day.